Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? It's going phenomenal. Uh, welcome to Weed and Grub, everybody. This is a podcast about weed. And grub. And food. And sex. And pop culture. And hugging. <laughs> <laughs> because it's our 50th episode. It's our 50th episode. It's our 50th fucking episode. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. I can't believe we've been doing this for almost a year. We're recording our 50th episode. It's it's like, I don't know, we're going on tour. I it, The whole thing is just, it feels like, pinch me. I'm, I'm, uh, I feel like I'm dreaming. Yeah, Yeah. it really does, especially because it's so hard to start something with someone Mm -hmm. and then see if it's ever going to work out. Yeah. And then to finish it is also equally impossible most of the time. follow through, yeah. Follow through. And we've definitely had some obstacles. Like there have been times when we've both been so busy that it seemed impossible that we would actually manage to get together, but we've done it like late night or early in the morning or by phone, like when you were on tour on the East Coast and you called in or what, you know. Yeah, or when we were both... Up until four in the morning because we lost almost all of the audio. Oh my God. That was was such a crazy night. And it was like, what are we going to do? It is almost East Coast sunup and we don't have any episode this week. And what are we going to do? Re-record it and just drop something? And we... We figured it out. We did. It was really cool, actually, in that moment to like look at you and know that like this is the moment, pre-dawn, the darkest hour, the sun is just about to come up. We're both exhausted and stressed out, and neither of us lost it. There was no sort of like anything but like looking at each other and being like, well, we we got to do something because we need to put it out an episode every week because we said to ourselves that we would. It's like that's the promise that we made to ourselves to each other. Yes, this is one of the only promises I've ever kept to myself. Wow, really? 100%. That's super cool. Because if something doesn't work out right away for me, I just move on. I just cut ties and move on. Yeah. So if it, like, I'll give it a week or two weeks, like speed dating. I think I speed date with projects. This is something where I have to work with someone, and I'm not the best at working with someone all the time. So I'm really curious for people out there if they have, like, found that person for them that they like to create with. Do you, is that what if you feel like we've found a creative partnership that just works for you really well? Yes. And I'm straight up selfish about that. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm like, this works for me really well. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, you have to be selfish about it. Like, what are you going to be altruistic in a creative duo? No, you can't be. (laughs) Like, you have to be in it for yourself because, you know, the best part about finding your creative partner and collaborator is that it makes you a better version of yourself, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, if we can be on the cover of a Fabio novel, then count me in. But otherwise, I'm not interested in being too raw. I would love to see you with like long flowing hair wearing like a lumberjack shirt, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) With my Jew hair, it would just be an afro. Like there's nothing flowing about it. It's more bouncy and looking like a tumbleweed than it is like flow. Like a big luscious mane. (laughs) And I would I would put you in like a checked like a lumberjack shirt with some like serious denim and like a big belt buckle and some fucking cowboy boots. Mm hmm. And then I would want to be all in leather. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Like Catwoman? Um, like motorcycle leathers. Motorcycle leather. Mm-hmm. The kind where they always in the movie show her foot stepping off the motorcycle and then pan their way up past the juicy booty up the back. And as she takes her helmet off, those locks fall down the back of her neck. You got me. All right. That's you? Yep. Cool. Yep. And I don't know what we would be doing together. Like, 
I drove my motorcycle up to see you lumberjacking. Then I'm chopping wood outside when you arrive, and I'm like, sorry, didn't hear you there. Cutting all this wood with my axe and my rough hands. Ooh, yeah. I like this. Yeah. Yeah, we could go down that rude road. <laughs> rude road. Well, let's just let everyone know, this is how we started the podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mike was chopping wood, I was, yeah. and I was just rolling by on my motorcycle, and I saw him, and I was like, I want to know that guy. And I drove right up to the log that he was cutting, and I got off my motorcycle and took off my helmet and my hair fell out all mm-hmm. shiny and buoyant. And at the same time, we looked at each other and said, do you want to start a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that we said, hey, you want to get a sandwich? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. We'll send it to the editor. They can make the choice. Oh my God. It's not far off though, because you did take me out to lunch and we did have, I think I had a chicken salad actually, but like we hit it off and then decided to start a podcast not long after. Wait, do you think I would have called you out on having a chicken salad instead of a sandwich? Or is it that important to you to you to be that accurate in life? Oh, it's important to me to be accurate. Absolutely. Oh, I would have just like moved on. Oh. I would have never checked myself for sandwich for salad. Oh, no. I remember what I was wearing and the restaurant and everything. Like I remember that day really fondly because it was the first day that like we hung out and we like got lunch together and then ideas started popping off. And yeah. Wow. I remember it really well. Would you like to do Grubla Gazette presents Word on the Tree? Yes, the Grubla Gazette, powered by Word on the Tree. So our story this week is that a Michigan medical marijuana patient lost a job over her marijuana use, and the courts ruled against her when she took it to court. So, what, well, she was high at work, or like, because no. you can't get stoned everywhere. No, no. So, um... Especially the- if you're like a surgeon. Like, I don't need somebody... The last thing I hear when I'm going under is not... <sighs> <laughs> scalpel <laughs> like none of that i can't deal with that surgeon no of course not we're not encouraging people to get high at work uh but this case involves a woman who um, had applied for a job at the lansing board of water and light i'm guessing that's in lansing michigan and she uh got the job offer and then she had to take a drug test and i guess she failed the drug test and then they rescinded the job offer um but she failed the drug test because she's a medical marijuana patient so she has her card yeah so it's recommended to her as medicine for, you know, prescribed by a physician. And so she took it to court and the Michigan Court of Appeals ruled that workplaces can enforce zero tolerance drug policies against medical marijuana patients, which blows because you know what the fucking problem is in this world? Opioids. Yeah. You know what they are? Fucking legal. Yeah. You know, so it's just ridiculous that you can, you know, pop a bunch of Xanax or Oxycontin and, you know, be screened and they can't do anything about it because those are prescribed by doctors. But marijuana prescribed by a doctor can lose you a job still in 2019. On the flip, to the best of your knowledge, are there tests out there that you can tell if somebody is high Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things in a lot of the legal states that they're trying to figure out is how to do that. Because if I take a drug test and I'm definitely going to fail, but also there's no way to tell. I don't know what her job is, but also there's no way to tell if that being uh, like using cannabis is going to affect that job. And you don't know if she's high. And I'm not trying to say like I'm okay with this. But what I am saying is I don't want my Uber driver to be high while he's driving me around. But that's the point is she wasn't consuming on the job. She had been offered the job and then she had to take a drug test in order to get the job and she failed the drug test. But my point is with 
drug testing for medical cannabis. One, the people who are using medical cannabis, the patients, are not getting high and going to work necessarily. They, they may be medicating at home, they may be medicating off the job, or if they are using it when they're on the job, they're using it like someone may be using pain meds, you know, or anti-nausea meds if they're a cancer patient, or anti-epilepsy meds. I mean, there are ways to medicate with marijuana where you're using the benefits of the herb in a way that, you know, maybe there's a psychoactive component to it, but it is medicine for you whatever that is. So that's know? the argument. The argument is if I'm going to be popping pills at work legally, right. then how come I'm not allowed to be a medical marijuana patient at work? Right. Exactly. Great point. Okay. The point is if you're a medical marijuana patient and you have been prescribed medical cannabis by a physician, then you should have every right to work just as anyone who has been prescribed any other drug you know, including anti-anxiety medication, which can include something like, you know, Xanax or Klonopin. That can affect your job performance. Or opioids for the back surgery that you just had. That, you know, fucking Oxycontin will fuck you up. So people who are prescribed those legal medications can come to work on those legal medications, and there should be no difference between that and legal cannabis, which she was prescribed by a fucking doctor. You know what's so funny to me about this is that I always, I loved TV shows, and I know it's a fucking TV show, but like things like Mad Men or West Wing Mm -hmm. or anyone where it's it's people in white collar jobs just pouring drinks during meetings all day and then at lunch having nine martinis and maybe half a bite of steak and then going back to work and smoking cigarettes and smoking mad cigarettes i don't know i would be really interested to hear from people who if anyone's listening who is a medical marijuana patient feels like you know telling us about your story and how you medicate like around the workplace I would love to know about that. Like, do you use edibles? Do you prefer to vape? Do you dab? What works for you? What kind of job do you do? This is actually brings up a side point to what you're saying, because somebody wrote on my Facebook the other day when I was posting magical butter things that uh, you can cook. And he was asking, what do you do when your tolerance is as high as mine? Oh, because now I'm just like switching strains to try and get different peaks and valleys. And yeah. I'm trying high dose edibles, but they take so long to kick in. And then, you know, they knock me out. And so he's somebody who I really didn't have an answer for, but is somebody who like uses it medically in a very real, specific and important way. I Have you tried dabbing? That's you know, the move, right? That's it. Yep. Yeah, that's that's an incredibly effective way of dosage for like high THC, immediate dosing for patients. I mean, I, that's one of the biggest bonuses of dabbing. It's actually too much for a lot of people. It's definitely too much for me. I don't dab because it's so intense. But yeah, if you have high tolerance, I would try dabbing. I have taken some dabs that made me crystal clear, like a beautiful window that was just scrubbed clean. So on point. Yeah. So legendary. Yeah, so for anyone listening who doesn't know what a dab is, I don't know if there are any of you out there at this point. It's a very concentrated form of um, cannabis where it's like an extraction, basically. So there are various ways of doing it. There's like solventless extraction. There's extraction using butane. There are all sorts of different ways to do it. But you basically extract all of the compounds from the plant and turn them into an oil or a wax or a butter or a shatter. And then you uh, heat that and inhale the vapor. And it's like it's like a kiss to the third eye. Beautifully said, yes. The only time that I dabbed that I really enjoyed it was when I was in Malibu, like the most beautiful place in the world, at a ranch on a mountaintop. I had nothing to do, nowhere to be. We were just about to be served dinner. I was with a friend who I was really enjoying having a conversation with, and I did a little dab, and I felt like like God put me in the palm of his hand for mm-hmm. a solid like hour. And yeah. I got it in Like that a moment. divine hammock. Yeah, 
It was a divine hammock. That was exactly how it felt. Yeah. And I um, loved it in that moment. And every other time I've had a terrible experience. Right person, right time, right place. Yeah. Every so other crucial. Time, like I had like <laughs> the first time I ever dabbed, I was picking Archie up from uh, his sitter and his sitter was like a dab star. Like she had an entire table with all sorts of compartments and all the rigs and the torches and the, everything. And she was like, just a baby dab, just do a baby dab with me. And I did what she termed a baby dab, which was like a half a gram. I mean, it felt like a lot. Right. And I had to ride my bike home with Archie under my arm. And all I could hear was that m- wicked witch music, you know, the <laughs> as I rode my bike. And it felt like every time I blinked and then opened my eyes again, I would be at a different stop or a different stoplight. Like the whole thing was so oh, psychedelic. Oh, you were teleporting. Yeah, it was so intense. And I got home and I like closed the door and locked it. And I don't think I left my house for like a couple of days. I was like, oh, it's too much. A little dab will do you. How about you? I love dabs. I love a good crystal clean one. I almost said, what did I just say? Crystal clean. Sticking with it. (laughs) (laughs) When did you dab for the first time? Uh, (laughs) Mary Jane teeing me up for a slightly embarrassing story, but I don't mind it because it's our 50th. So let's get to know each other. And it's kind of how we met in a way. It is how we met. I was at the uh, Cannabis Cup. I was doing BuzzFeed's High Guys at the time, and so High Times was like, oh, come to the Cannabis Cup. Come meet some cool people. We like what you're popping off representing, and you seem chill. And I was like, thank you so much. So I went there, met someone who gave me my first dab ever. We filmed it. I hit that dab. I could not believe how I felt. My gum immediately turned into sand. I needed an orange soda stat. And I don't really remember talking to you the first time. And so I came back the next day to reintroduce myself to everybody. (laughs) And I pulled up on a golf cart. You did. And you were wearing like a flowery, billowy weed dress. It was like a kimono. Kimono. Mm -hmm. That's right. You you pulled up on a golf cart in a kimono. Oh my gosh. (laughs) like that lumberjack uh, motorcycle scenario <laughs> yeah except <laughs> except for chopping logs you were just like blazing trees and instead of being on a motorcycle i pulled up in a golf cart yes yeah okay blazing logs fuck yes <laughs> yeah so yeah I, I remember finally going home after that day at the cannabis cup and going to bed and being like i'm waking up early and going back the next day because i want to know these people and i don't know the impression i made could have been fine i don't remember and so it's important to me to go back and take a little bit of control of this situation. Yeah. We met a lot of people that day, and I think a lot of them are still in your life, including me, right? If I think about the amount of people I remember meeting, mm-hmm. it's a high percentage of people that I'm still like rolling with, mm-hmm. for sure. That's how it goes in the weed world, like when you find your people. The circles are tight, and it's because everyone passes a joint to each other in those circles. It's really nice. I do remember that the first dab I ever took was scientifically perfect. Sean Black is like the, um, yeah, he's the magician of dabs. He's the, um, no, there's a better word than that. He's like the mad professor of dabs, maybe? The mad professor of dabs, yeah. And so all he, he made sure it was the perfect temperature. He made sure it was hit at the exact right moment. Everything about it was scientifically spot on. And so I got the best first experience I ever could have asked for from the best person I could have asked to teach me how to do it. Once in a lifetime dream come true. And then I sat at Burger King for four hours listening to Chance the Rapper. (laughs) (laughs) Just the same song? Or like, was it his album? Like, oh man. 
<laughs> no, it was funny. his album. But it, the the point was that Burger King was like, <laughs> "When are you going home?" And I was like, "I just can't go home yet. Relax." Oh fuck, that's funny. Did you drive? <laughs> My friend Gustav drove. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Because that's like, I mean. But, but, you know, we were both like, yo, w- we got time. <laughs> yeah, let's... Our apartments aren't going anywhere. Yeah. Let's just chill. Oh, man. Sometimes that's the best thing about getting like catastrophically fucking baked is like you can do nothing but chill. Yeah. That is all you can do. Yeah. At the end of the day, we walked back to our cars and there was people with the seat reclined. And a t-shirt over their eyes and maybe music was playing at a low thing. And you could just see everybody being like, that was a great time. I just need to reset. Yeah. And everyone was left alone to reset. Real, (laughs) real nice. Oh, fuck. And I'll tell you what, that orange soda never tasted better. Yes. Ice cold orange soda. Fuck, I love when you like... Yeah, when you have one of those moments. I had a fucking ice cold dill pickle at Burning Man one day. I'll never forget the crunch and the saltiness of that fucking pickle. In the desert air? I was so high in the desert air. Uh, weed high? Uh, yeah, super baked. Yeah. My friend Natasha had made, because um, uh, I was allergic to peanuts, so she'd made a special other kind of like fake nut butter that she'd put all her weed in to bring to Burning Man. And so she just had this jar of like, I think it might have been sunflower butter. And it was like so fucking potent. And we had all like smeared it on our toast that morning and then just gone out riding our bikes around. And I'll remember that forever as like a perfect day where we like went into this saloon through the dust and the wind and someone handed me a cold pickle. Let's post a picture on IG and ask what everyone's best bite is that they've ever had. I would love to hear people's best bites. Yeah. That sounds awesome because your pickle has my mouth watering. (laughs) Pun intended. hey <laughs> And I'd love to hear what other people's, um, you know, snaps are. Wow, we are already in Hungry Corner without even meaning to be in Hungry Corner. This is Hungry Corner. This is it. We, we backed into Hungry Corner. That's our new, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Hungry Corner, everybody. Where we My just favorite talk about title. Food. <laughs> it's like every podcast, it has that like moment where we're both like, well, we're in a food hole now. It's yeah. like a food coma, but instead of falling asleep, we just can't stop talking about it. It's it's fucking ridiculous. It's an obsession. But it's so funny, like when we think about like the names for our different segments where we're like, you know, we're doing a new segment with Word on the Tree. What can we call it? Grubly Gazette. Thank you for that. Yeah, um, I think it was Jules. Jules. Uh, you know, we're cuddle puddle is going to be like our new, you know, part where we talk about happy stuff, but hungry corner. Really? <laughs> is that what we're calling this? <laughs> hungry corner. It's the most uninspired yet perfect title. I to like me. it so much. And we just backed into it. You're so right. I want a t-shirt of us standing in a corner chowing down. <laughs> like Blair Witch style, just facing the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Lettuce falling to the floor. It's an obvious overstuffed sandwich. Yeah. I feel like I would have noodles in my mouth. Oh, secret noodles. Mm -hmm. So the word slurp is coming out the side of the mouth. Mm -hmm. I fuck with that. I ate some caprese over the sink the other day like a fucking animal. Did you use a fork or just roll it up like a taco? I fucking got some caprese from Tassano Pizza, which is a great pizza joint near me, and couldn't wait to like put the caprese on a plate and just took a giant slice of mozzarella and tomato and jammed it into my mouth without a fork over the sink like a beast like a food beast (laughs) isn't it great though that any sink is like a nature's plate 
Yeah, I mean, eating Who over gives the a sink, shit? it's such a weird pleasure to like rip apart a roast chicken and eat it over the sink. Yes. Oh, with the hands. Mm-hmm. I refuse sometimes to eat a roast chicken with nothing but the hands. I oh. love the savagery of that. Absolutely. And Archie and Bobo get some too, so it becomes like a family affair. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're just all over the carcass like a pack of lions ripping it apart. I stand over the sink. Bobo gets up on the counter and Archie's on the floor at my feet and the three of us just get that bird. Yeah. I don't know if anyone anyone out there now just like thinks less of me for any of this. My eating habits aren't, you know, I have table manners. You can invite me to dinner. I'll, I won't embarrass myself. It's okay. I just sound like a nightmare right now. No, you don't. You sound like, who hasn't ate? Eaten. Eaten. Who hasn't eaten over the sink in a savage moment of blank, I've, what just happened? I don't even remember swallowing it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Okay, good. Thank you for making me feel better about Absolutely. that. I'm such a dumbo that more times than not, when I cook a frozen pizza, as soon as it comes out, I start biting it, and then I'm like, ha, oh, ha. Oh. And it's like... <laughs> like too hot, too hot. Too hot, too hot. Ha, oh, oh. And you just start like blow, blowing hot air out of the back of your mouth to the front to try and reverse cool it while it stays in there instead of spitting it out. I don't spit out food. That's how fucking dumb I am. If a piece of food is too hot, I go, oh, oh, instead of just... I don't, I got to swallow it. I want to eat that food so bad. I just I try and make it work. It's disgusting. Uh, does that mean it's time for a warm and fuzzy segment? Yeah. You want to do a cuddle puddle? Yeah. Let's do a cuddle puddle. Awesome. So that's a new segment that is just happy stuff, right? Yeah. Sometimes it's sex. Sometimes it's like, you know, taking care of yourself and being good to yourself. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Happy, warm, fuzzy stuff. I like this because it's so easy right now to feel stressed We are over the holidays. We are done with New Year's resolutions. Nobody's keeping them anymore. And we're back to real life. And real life is hard. So we need a moment for ourselves, and hopefully you enjoy too, to do a cuddle puddle. Ah. What's our topic this week? Um, I remember it. Oh, okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) 50 episodes, guys. It's a miracle. It's a miracle we've made it this far. I mean, listen. (laughs) both of your eyes (laughs) rolled back in your head like they left also they were both like we're out of here brain's gone eyes are gone everything is shutting down oh this is easy thank you for the blue dream okay go ahead what is our cuddle puddle shower technique oh okay how do you shower what's your routine moves and are they time savers okay because since you're bringing it up i want you you to go first okay well i used to have a roommate who was a bodybuilder and we got in an argument once because i was like how do you wash all of you you are an enormous ripped dude and i don't understand how you reach places because your arms are too short to get around to your whole back your back is the size of a coffee table are you flexible enough to get down to those toes? Probably not. What the hell do you do in there? And he was like, you just put the shampoo on the hair and let it all flow down. And that kind of washes the rest of the body naturally. And I was like, you don't soap the feet? And he's like, why would you soap the feet? They're standing in soap. And we just got in a whole argument about shower technique because I go shampoo the hair, then then put soap on the rest of my body without getting the hair in the water so that the shampoo has time to work its magic. Uh And then I wash everything at one time. Okay, including your feet. Including my feet. Oh, yeah, there's nothing feels better than a a nice clean foot when you step out of the tub. Yeah. That feels so good. Nice minty foot. Sometimes I like to tiptoe out of the shower 
with my clean feet Mm -hmm. and like dry them off first and then immediately put like clean socks on so that they stay clean and I'm not walking all over the floor that I have never taken a toothbrush or any bleach to. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's my technique. Shampoo, leave the shampoo the head leave the head out of the water while i soap up the rest of the body and then wash everything at once and i can go into like pits versus legs Mm -hmm. i can go whole order but we can start there i mean you're leaving a very important part out butthole (laughs) i mean yes that's definitely important and i i think that we could could all just like assume that you wash it Mm -hmm. your beard oh the beard yeah what do you do with that hmm soap no i'm in a new technique right now because the water in Los Angeles is bad. Yeah. And so all I'm doing is trying to put conditioner in it once a week. And I'll use a little Gentleman Swine beard balm twice a week and hope that that helps. Because with the weather changing right now, my skin is drier than a Chardonnay being drank by Aubrey Plaza. Oh. Can we cut that out? <laughs> nope. Leaving it in. <laughs> <laughs> my skin is so dry under my beard right now. And so I'm really hoping gen- I'm really hoping gentleman swine and a new conditioner with tea tree oil in it will help. This is so boring. No, I so actually, fucking boring. It's not boring. It's interesting. I like knowing what you do to, you know, maintain your luscious locks. It's I, I don't know what's under here right now, but I'm pretty sure it's desert sand. Oh. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel you. Yeah, the water in LA is definitely weird. I, uh, like, wish for the days. You know what I think it is? I think it's we get we get C-list water. That's what I think it is. Oh. I think all the A-listers are, you know, soaking in Fiji, and then we get their runoff. Or no, and then B-listers, who are a little lower on the hill, mm-hmm. get their runoff. Mm-hmm. And by the time it's to us, it's this cloudy, milky pea soup water that the celebrities have all, you know, bathed in already. And yet you insist on drinking it out of the tap. I put my goddamn mouth under that tap like uh, a thirsty hamster. It makes me so crazy. I always offer you the Brita, and you always take the tap water, and sometimes you take it from the warm tap, and I'm like, this guy is a fucking nightmare. What are you doing? Please have some of this delicious cold filtered water from my fridge. No? Oh, you're going to choose the tap water? You're drinking the C-list celebrity water? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, there's nothing more refreshing than room temp tap water. Yeah, so great. <laughs> So hydrating and wonderful. How do you shower? Um, daily. Okay. Uh, don't wash the hair all the time though, because you know that can dry out. So I would say, like, when I'm shampooing, I shampoo and then rinse all the rest of my body, and then I put the conditioner in. And while the conditioner is in, I sh- do the shaving. Oh yeah, you know, I forgot the that. Legs. Yeah, some people have an extra step of mm-hmm. having to shave in the shower. Yeah, some of us choose to shave in the shower. So, when the conditioner is in, that's the time to shave, and then that's the last rinse and get all minty, fresh, and clean. I really love Dr. Bronner's peppermint soap when I can find it. I don't, I haven't had any in a while, but it was just making me think of how the shower on the boat in Alaska was an incredible experience because you would be so fucking tired and dirty getting into that shower. And there's nothing better than getting in a hot shower when you're fucking exhausted and filthy. And the water was incredible because it was all treated in this huge 10,000 gallon tank. So it was like coming like the most purified water. You said you did say coming. (laughs) Yeah. And I didn't, um, yeah, it was, it was a good experience in that shower. And, uh, and then Dr. Bronner's soap was always on hand. And so you get like minty, like your body would feel like you just brushed your teeth, but uh, all over. When the when the cool, crisp air outside the shower hits your minty skin, that mm. is so 
fucking pleasurable. Oh my God. It's so, it's erotic. I mean, when you get like little goosebumps because your skin is all tingly and minty and you're so fresh and then you like put your hair in a towel and you just are all clean. Oh, it's the nicest. I, it's not our business how other people shower. Yeah. But I want to know how everyone showers. I want to know their technique. Oh. I want to know if they have life hack time savers. Mm-hmm. I want to know, like my dad, he always taught me to, when I was shaving before I hid behind a mask, he always said, you should soap everything first because then your skin is at its softest oh. and then shave in the shower, which I'll never forget because the first time I uh, shaved in the shower, he didn't tell me that I can't put the razor like I, everything has to be up and down at all times. And so when I went to my chin, I went down the side of my cheek. And when I got to my chin, I went horizontal with the blade mm. and I just sliced myself open because it was a razor blade across my skin like a dum-dum. And I poured blood all the way down my neck and was like, dad. And he goes, yeah, <laughs> that's gonna happen when you use a razor the sideways. Yeah. I'll never forget that. And also, it was the thing where he was like, you're going to be fine. And also, it's never going to happen again. So glad we had this lesson. How scary. That must have been so terrifying for nah, you. Nah, it wasn't a big deal. Oh, well, uh, sh- those shaving cuts it was, bleed like fuck, They though. bleed like crazy. I did have to wrap a whole roll of toilet paper around my head for four days. <laughs> a good look. Yeah. <laughs> do you have to shave your whole leg? Like, do women shave their whole leg? Some people do. Mm-hmm. Some do? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, some people just but go up to the, the knee. What's the knee like? What's that knee like when it's all that loose skin and you got a kneecap wobbling around like a rocky table? Loose skin? You know how like when you stand- I have nice tight knees. Oh, if you bend it. You bend it, yeah. Oh, (laughs) I'm picturing a kneecap, you know, flip a flop around. No. (laughs) You bend the knee. You you slightly bend it. Like you want to make sure that the skin, you know, just like I assume when you're shaving your face, like you might pull down a little bit on the skin to get like at the problem areas. Same thing. The actual tricky part of the knee is the back of the knee because that's where you can cut yourself and really get it like a nasty nick and it hurts and it bleeds so much. It's gross. Mm -hmm. I remember the first person i saw who didn't identify as a man with hairy armpits oh and it was so hot yeah it was so fucking sexy to see anyone who i'd either identifies as a female or they them with like hair there and i was natural like, oh, natural i was like oh, oh that's so fucking hot yeah because it traps the musk too so they smell different which i really love i love the natural scent of someone's body all about it do you remember when julia roberts let her arm hair grow out there was like a famous red carpet. You can look it up where Julia Roberts in like the 90s had let her arm hair grow out. And she like at one point like lifted her arm up to like wave at someone and all of the paparazzi swarmed around and took a picture of her hairy armpit. I've always liked her much more since then. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. I like that a ton. Yeah. I don't want to hear how people shower, but I want to hear how everyone showers just to put a button on it. Or how you shave. Or how you shave. Yeah. Yeah. Or if anyone else so has beard techniques. Oh, for sure, send them my way. Please. Yeah. DMs are open. Doesn't have to be public. I could really use a little bit of advice on how to care more for my beard besides gentleman's wine. Are you open to diet tips from people? Oh, that's such a good point. Because as soon as I stopped eating ass, my beard cleaned up. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, that's good. <laughs> All right. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I would love diet tips too. Any tips? 
Okay, moving on. Okay. <laughs> oh, fuck. So good. Maybe this is a pl- spot for an ad? Sure. Okay. This is a magical, this is a magical butter ad on our 50th episode. Magical butter with us since day one, 50th episode. This feels like a real nice ad read. Yeah, fuck yes. Thank you guys so much for supporting us from the beginning. We love Magical Butter. They're the best company out there to make your own edibles at home. Get one of their incredible machines, countertop infuser, set it and forget it. Done and done. Comes with a love glove, comes with a purifying filter bag, comes with everything you need to make chocolates, oils, butter, tincture. Share it with your pals and have a great night. Yeah, make a batch of gummies. Bring it to a party. Be a hit. You can get 20% off with the code weed and grub at magicalbutter.com. And that's 20% off everything at checkout. Which is really cool. So if you want to get a big bag bold machine, you can get that for 20% off. If you just want to get a couple little products, get those for 20% off. It's whatever you need using the coupon code weed and grub. They sell all of the trays that you need to make gummies and chocolates and medicated sticks of butter. They have um, silicone spatulas and all sorts of cool stuff that you can get for 20% off with the code weed and grub. Absolutely. And I have to say they are such a good follow on IG. Gorgeous cakes, delicious, creamy chocolate crepes it's amazing so i would also follow them on ig at magical butter yeah they're the best people out there they're a great company they've been supportive of us from the beginning we love you guys thank you so much magical butter and yeah make sure you go check them out at magicalbutter.com use the promo code weed and grub for 20 percent off at checkout thank you all for supporting us as well <laughs> and we're back okay well um what do we have next oh i wanted to tell uh, i wanted to talk a little bit about south by southwest great oh you just wrote an article for leafly yeah about south by yeah so south by is happening in march i've never been have you i have not um so it's in austin uh mid-march and i think the whole thing is like 10 days long and i didn't even really know what it was so to write this article for leafly i really had to look it up and it's a convergence of things so it's like a bunch of different festivals and conferences kind of happening throughout austin all at the same time under the umbrella of south by southwest but it's like tech and media and film and music and all a whole bunch of stuff and I think I kind of really only knew about the like TED talk aspect and the music and so they've added a cannabis track with like a ton of speakers over three days from all corners of the cannabis industry one of the keynote speakers is former U.S. speaker of the house John Boehner go fuck yourself the board of acreage holdings which is a big fat cannabis company and so now he's profiting off legal weed and if anyone is there ask him what it feels like to be a piece of shit. Raise your hand and ask him that. Yeah, do you choke on the hypocrisy at night, sir? Do you choke on it? No, I'm very rich and I have no soul. So he was the Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives at the same time that Steve D'Angelo, who runs Harborside in Oakland and also started Arcview and is like a lifelong activist and entrepreneur in weed, was suing the Department of Justice for trying to shut down California's legal weed businesses. And he won that fucking suit. And they are delivering speeches at the festival within like an hour of each other. Whoa, that's like, that's like LeBron versus Kobe or Hulk Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. Or it's so interesting. Barefoot Contessa against Rachel Ray. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah. Yeah. 
in this case, Steve D'Angelo is definitely the barefoot Contessa. Damn right. <laughs> but it's it's really cool. So there are a bunch of mentors and meetups and there's a live podcast happening called What Are You Smoking? And I was like, oh, damn, we need to get there next year. We should be like broadcasting from South By. We will be. You just yeah. put it in the air. Yeah. Let's so do it. I thought that was really cool. So anyone going to South by Southwest, you should check it out. Um, if you uh, have, I don't know if you have to specifically buy a badge for that track, but check out the cannabis track starts March 14th and goes through the 16th. You were the first expert. And I use the term expert because I don't know how else to qualify it. Oh, I thought you were going to say I use the term expert loosely. <laughs> oh, that's such a dad joke, <laughs> sir. And I use the term loosely. <laughs> no, I mean expert, but I know that words like that make you uncomfortable. If I say expert mm-hmm. and because then you say something like, well, I don't think I'd say I'm an expert. And so I just wanted to cut to the chase. I look at you as an expert and you were the first expert I met when it came to the cannabis world because I came at it from being a comedian who was brought into a place that I've always felt like I wanted to belong, but never had the chance to. Mm-hmm. Very cool to be kind of accepted into certain circles because of people like you. Wow. That's really nice. Thank you. Cuddle puddle. Yeah. Are we still on the cuddle puddle? No, but we brought it back. Okay. I don't know. That's this nice. whole thing is a 50th. Yeah. Yeah. And you want to do Buds of the Week? Yes, please. Let's do Buds of the Week. Hey, uh, it's our 50th. Would you like to go first or second for our 50th episode? Um, I'll go first for our 50th episode. Beautiful. Wait, did I just say first? Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I said first and thought second, but then I heard my mouth saying first and then that sounded right to me. That's oh man, amazing. so meta. We're going to fast forward to episode 150 <laughs> and it's going to not have changed. <laughs> not much. Um, hopefully we'll be recording from somewhere cool though for our 150th. Let's put it out there. Where would you want to be? Mars. Gotcha. Legal weed on Mars. Can we go rescue the rover? Oh, I want to hold it in my hands yeah. and just, just kiss recharge it. Recharge the battery. Please. Dust it off. Tell it it's all going to be okay. Heartbreaking. Man. Even if I hadn't seen Wally, I would squirt a tear for this little guy i cried in my car when i heard that the team on earth said goodbye to the mars rover rover by playing billy holidays i'll be seeing you over like beamed it to the rover as the sun went down and its battery died i wept in my car did someone roll down their window and go rover because <laughs> i'm over here straight up rover yeah yeah opportunity fuck yeah all right, this one, these this buds of the week is goes out to the rover. <laughs> yeah, this one's for the rover. Oh, opportunity. Um, my bud of the week is Allison Darcy. So she's at the underscore Allison underscore Darcy on Instagram. She has a theater company called Scapegoat Carnival. She's in rehearsals right now for a play that she wrote called Yev in Montreal. She and I went to theater school together, and we had a three-hour phone conversation the other day that was so crazy and wide ranging and long that when we got off the phone, I was just so struck by the, like, that's a once in a lifetime friendship to have with someone where you can really do that. And I don't know, I cannot see her for years and that's how our friendship always is and always will be. So she's just the best and she's an incredible artist and you should just check out her stuff at the Allison, the underscore Allison underscore Darcy. That's a really nice one. Yeah. My butt of the week is Zoe Wilder. The best PR person I've ever met in my life. And it's thanks to you that we've met. I am so suspect of anyone in marketing, anyone in advertising, anyone in PR. My initial response is nope. But with her, 
She's genuine. She understands what it's like to be a human. She works so hard. She connects us with the most incredible people. And I am so thankful to know her and to to think that she likes to be a part of our world. So if you want to follow someone on Instagram, one, Zoe Wilder, definitely follow her on Instagram. Two, if you're ever looking for anyone in the cannabis world, in the PR world, co-sign for days. Yeah. She's a reason we have a lot of the things that we have, like some of our best guests, like she hooked us up with Jim Belushi. She's introduced us to so many great brands. She's just a fucking awesome person. Yes. And a great hang. Yep. Comes down to the hang at the end of the day. Yep. She's a great hang. And yep. So it feels very important, especially for our 50th, to shout out somebody who we wouldn't be where we are today. And quite honestly, I don't know that I would have as much fun without someone like her in our life connecting a lot of dots. Yeah. So thank you, Zoe. Yeah, thank you very much. And with that, we'll start the episode. Yeah. What else is there? I think that's it. Is that? You know what? You have to go. I I do have to go. Yeah. Christ almighty. You have to go because you have a fucking show tonight. So I do. I'm so glad that we made this happen. Thank you for taking the time out of your fucking insane day to record this 50th episode. Um, I don't know. I'll see you next week. See you next week. And to everybody out there, thank you for fucking with us. Thank you for liking it. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for telling a friend. Thank you for leaving a review. Thank you for playing with us on Instagram. Just thank you. Yeah. It's been fucking fantastic. It's been an incredible year. And I don't know, we're hitting the road soon. And I'm just so excited about like those adventures to come and, and what we're going to be experiencing is like on the road podcasters. So thank you everyone for supporting us to get this far. And I don't know, see you out there. Yeah. Ooh, I can feel the vulnerability joke matrix coming on. So I'm just going to cut loose and say thanks everybody and bye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Bye everyone. Bye.